to The Untrue Show, episode 16. Okay, let me set the scene. (laughs) I just ate dinner, which was actually a a lean beef burger and tons of spinach uh, on on the side and plantain chips. It was really good. And I am chilling. I had, oh, I had a passion fruit LaCroix, passion fruit LaCroix. So that was the other part of dinner and water. And I'm sitting on the couch under a blanket because it's starting to get a little chilly here in Atlanta and ready to record the latest episode of The Untrue Show. How are you guys doing? I am doing okay. Again, I love coming to the podcast every week. So thank you for giving me life. Thank you for listening and continuing on this journey with me. It's been a fun journey so far and I have a fun episode planned today. Well, maybe it's not fun, but... I'm going to talk about the Dove controversy. I don't know if you guys saw what happened with Dove and the image that they posted. A lot of people find it racist. But instead of going straight into that, I'm going to talk about my apology playlist because this is going to be all about apologies this episode. And as I started thinking about apologies and um, saying I'm sorry, I came up with this playlist of apology songs that I really like. So we're going to start with the top apology songs and The first one on my list is I Apologize by Anita Breaker. If you guys haven't heard that one, it's like the 90s classic. I remember listening to it when I was a little kid and just singing along. And it's just really easy because the chorus is really the whole apology where she literally just says, I apologize. I really do. Haven't heard that one? Listen to it. And it's basically the whole song is about centered around that apology. Like she's like, I knew I was wrong. I'm singing this song because I apologize and I want us to get through this. So if you do something messed up to to your significant other, I say play this song for them. Maybe it'll smooth things over and they'll get the hint and um, you don't have to apologize a thousand times because the song will do it for you. It'll it'll help along with that process. Uh, The second one on this list is going to be Sorry by Chris Brown and Rick Ross. I really like the beat of this song and I think that Chris Brown's voice on top of it just makes it even better. And then Rick Ross is like the deep, you know, Rick Ross bass voice. So it just all works together really well and I I enjoy it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make this into a Spotify playlist so then I can share with you guys that way and listen to all the sorry songs. They're not sorry, but you know, (laughs) they're about apologizing. So you can listen to all the apology songs. The next one is going to be a all-time classic. Sorry 2004 by Ruben Studdard. So I don't know if you guys listened or watched American Idol. He had to be the third. Was he third? He was second. So it was Kelly Clarkson, then Ruben, and then Fantasia. See, I watched a lot of American Idol back then. But yeah, so Kelly Clarkson, Ruben Studdard, Fantasia. Ruben Studdard was American Idol winner number two against Clay Aiken. Clay Aiken was second runner up. And Sorry 2004 was his first song. So literally he just talks about how he's sorry. Like it was his apology for 2004, which is a great song in 2004. But it's like, how do you sing Sorry 2004 in 2017? That was 13 years ago. So your apology is very old and worn now. But (laughs) back then I love the song. Uh, The next one is sorry by Justin Bieber and he's basically like is it too late now to say sorry I just love the whole beat Justin Bieber's voice it all goes well and I skipped one how could I skip this one the other one is sorry by Beyonce so I 
listen to that when I'm working out. I listen to that when I just want to wake up in the morning and jam because it's just a bomb. And I remember when Lemonade video first came out and the album, when I saw that song pop up on there, I was like, oh no, this is going to be the one for me. This is the one song that's like the game changer on the album that I'm like, yes, yes, this is it. Serena sitting on the throne and Serena dancing, like everything, like everything about the video, everything about the vibe. I, I was feeling it. I'm still feeling it. I still play this one. I love it. Probably one of my top, one of my top five, maybe Beyonce favorite Beyonce songs. Yeah, I'll keep that there. The next one is "Apologize" by One Republic and Timberland. Timberland, yeah. <laughs> by one republic in timberland so that's a classic one for me i remember jamming out to this one at my senior year of college and it's just with the fiddles and with the lyrics it's just a great apology song the next one's gonna be sorry not sorry by demi lovato i don't know if you guys have listened to demi lovato's latest album but i'm definitely a fan and I've been, you know, listening to it in its entirety over the last couple of weeks because it's just a great album. It's more R&B than I expected. Uh, definitely more uh, R&B than I expected. But I really like I'm just really feeling it. Her album's called Tell Me You Love Me. And if you haven't heard it, I highly, highly recommend it. But uh, Sorry Not Sorry is a good one. Tell Me You Love Me. You Don't Do It For Me Anymore. There's a couple of the songs on there. But if you haven't heard it, check it out. You might like it. Uh, the next one on the list is Prince, Purple Rain. Prince, now I know this. there's no apology in the title, but if you listen to the lyrics, Purple Rain's literally about, you know, expressing remorse, expressing regret, saying, apologizing through song and just saying, you know, I'm sorry without quite saying I'm sorry all the way. So the purple rain is an expression of, of, you know, a, an apology. The next one I actually just heard on Spotify while I was searching for apology songs, <laughs> but it's, it's a decent one. It's called sorry is not a sorry word and it's by the temptation. So it has the Motown sound, Motown fields, boy, boy band. I don't know. Do we call the temptations a boy band? Like we call Boys to Men a boy band or like Joe to see a boy band. I don't know. I guess they're like the OG boy band because they're out before and they maybe set the tone. I don't know. I, I guess that's like a whole, that's probably a whole discussion in itself, but I would call them a man band, <laughs> I guess, because they, were they ever really boys? They're like grown men in a man band. Yeah. Man, man band. <laughs> <laughs> all right so the next one I'm gonna talk about is down on bending knee because if you ever heard that from boys to men that's very much an apology song where I'm like getting on my knees I'm begging for forgiveness please let me back in please let me back be a part of your life again all those things boys to men down on bending knee is that and it has the classic way you and all that stuff you know that boy bands have <laughs> I'm sure that was so out of tune but I'm cracking up over here at myself and I hope that you guys are cracking up too so <laughs> next one is someone like you by Adele it's like that we breaking up we never gonna be together apology sorry remorseful tearful goodbye type of thing like like when you 
break up with a guy and you like don't want it to end because you think you guys should be together but then you're like I don't think we should be together but part of me just wants us to be together it's one of those like teary-eyed your throat sore your eyes are watery goodbyes yeah I think we've all been there done that hope to not do it again but life and love I think that's a whole that's a whole different podcast life and in the seasons of love but yeah it's it's one of those teary teary-eyed sorry regretful remorseful I'm never gonna see you again we can't we can't be friends we can't be together type of type of apologies so next one is all apologies by Nirvana which um I'd heard before, but I just re-listened to as I was putting this place together. And I'm like, this song is just before it's time, man. It's awesome. The lyrics, uh, and I really like it. And the next song that I want to talk about is like the classic when I'm having a hard day apology song that I need to listen to when I need to get stuff off my chest and I'm journaling. It is Cleaning Out My Closet by Eminem. And if you guys have heard this one, it's like, it's a really horrible I'm sorry to his mom and like a vent session. Like the whole song is just a vent session where he talks about all the things that he did to her, but he's just kind of getting it all off his chest. And he used the whole song to get everything he feels about his mom and how she treated him and how she raised him off his chest. And since, since he released that song, I know in the last couple of years, I think he's apologized for it. And he said, you know, I, I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm actually really sorry for putting that out there, but that's, that's kind of how he felt at the moment. And maybe it was like a vent session because Eminem songs since then, at least the ones that I've, I've really listened to aren't as emotional and aren't as deep and videos that he did after that were not as, intense as cleaning out my closet because when I first saw that and when I first heard those words I was just like this sounds like something I'd probably write in a journal about someone else I don't know if I could ever create or like create by create I mean like if I could ever write something or if I could ever sing something or or act out something to the magnitude of what he put in that song, the level of emotions, the level of frustration over a dope beat. Cause the beat was really dope and the lyricism were just next level. And I, I mean, I always think of that as like maybe my top three Eminem songs that, that just really stand out in my life because that song, I didn't like, I'd never heard anything like that when I first heard it. So I hate to go on this long Eminem loving rant, but <laughs> yeah, that cleaning out my closet is like peak apology remorseful vent session I that's all I can say to describe it so next one on my list is the reason by Hoobastank which I call that one a less serious apology but it's just like you're the reason the reason is you you've changed me all those things so it's less of a, a someone like you apology it's less of a um cleaning out my closet vent session it's like this is you mean the world to me like this is this is what I want to say to you you're the reason for making me who I am I'm not perfect but I need you um so I love that one the next one is forgiveness by Paramore this is a newer song but I just listened to it and I really like it I'm a Paramore fan um Misery Business is that their album yeah I love Misery Business and of course uh some of their other songs I really like they did a song for Hunger Games that I loved and I mean Haley's awesome so I, I I like um forgiveness that's a good one the next one I'm going to talk about is um 
Jojo. So she has a song from an album called F Apologies. And it's one of those songs that you listen to when you're just like, man, just bump that. Like your apology is not good enough for me. Like I'm not trying to hear it. I'm not feeling it. I'm just going to just leave this right here. But like, let, like bump those apologies. Like they mean nothing right now. The next one is Nicki Minaj, Regret in Your Tears. And I just listened to this one. I really like it. Um, it's it's more of those like not mainstream Nicki Minaj songs. So I wouldn't liken it to like an anaconda. I'd liken it more to like pills and potions. And um, what's that one song? Your Love. More of the, the sing song type Nicki Minaj songs. And I, I really enjoy it. And the last one is an apology song. But it's also like uh you gonna regret letting me go song and it's by latoya luckett it's just called regret uh i just i really like listening to that one because you know sometimes you have breakups and you're like man you gonna you gonna regret messing this up and i'll never forget when i was in college i had a breakup and it just really the way it went down really hurt me because instead of telling me he wanted to break up with me he literally like ghosted me and it wasn't like an overnight ghost it was like over a couple weeks ghost and finally, when at this time, like MySpace was popping, so I sent him a MySpace message like, hey, you know, at, I gave it a couple weeks. I let it go. And I just sent him a message like, you know, why did you do that? Like, why did you just disappear? We had made plans in advance to do things together. And I was like, then you just kind of I stopped hearing from you. And he messaged me back. And he basically said things were getting too serious with us and I'm just not ready. And so I never talked to him again. And of course, like years later, he wants to be my Facebook friend and follow me on Instagram and do all those things again. But for me, it's just like you'll regret the day that you did that. And that that's what I genuinely feel like you'll regret how how this all went down. Because um, in my mind, there's no reason for us to be connected at all. Like I'm just being polite. But you know how you have people in your life that are your Facebook friend, but you're really not friends uh, and that's one thing about social media that's like deceptive. You have all these followers and you have friends and you have people that engage with you and connections on LinkedIn. But how many in real life connections do you have? Because that's so different from the actual people that are in your corner. Like your scope of the size of your network online is not like like you might have like 10 people that you really interact with in a day. And online, you're interacting with like thousands. So that's the mind boggling part of being in social media and having Facebook and Twitter and all these things is like you feel so connected. But in reality, like you're not that connected to people. So anyway, that is my apology playlist. So I'm gonna have to put that together because it's actually they actually flow together pretty well when I listen to it. And maybe there's some other gems that I missed from my list. So I'll throw those in as well. Uh, but today I really want to talk about a genuine apology and and the art of it because there's an art to apologizing with sincerity and being genuine about it and then there's a way to apologize and just totally ruin a relationship which I've had those apologies happen too where you're like on the receiving end of an apology you're like this person doesn't care about me at all because that's not an apology it's like um I don't know if you guys remember last year when Danny Mathers I think that's her name Danny her name was Danny and she was a playboy playmate of the year and she took this snapchat video of a naked woman in LA fitness in the um, locker room and she captioned it something like if I can't unsee this you can't either and was covering her face in disgust now the woman behind her was like an older lady who's like a thin lady but regardless who takes someone's picture 
nude pit like their their picture and they when they're most vulnerable like that and then posted on social media of course once everybody saw it there was so much backlash and she said sorry basically never really apologized but kind of just said sorry for those who were offended which to me is like the ultimate slap in your face apology um where you're like not trying to say you did anything wrong but you're just trying to apologize to like throw water on a fire like you're just trying to apologize just throw a little bit of water on the fire but and to make it seem like you really care but you don't really another example of an apology like that is rose mcgowan i don't know if you guys saw her recent tweet where she tried to get um someone who was defending harvey weinstein to not use the word women in a statement but to use the n-word and it set off this firestorm on Twitter because it's like we already as as African-American women are like double doubly discriminated against. I, I guess that's the best way to put it, but double discriminated against for being a woman and being a woman of color. And for you to say use the N word in a statement that that's never going to be OK. But her apology for it was like another tweet with a SpongeBob meme saying that she was smoking illegal substances and that and making horrible references because of that smoking which to me is like a non-apology it's kind of like an excuse and it just wasn't okay and I wasn't buying it like I was like okay I you know did the whole little boycott twitter for a day thing because of your your statements around harassment but I started thinking like you saying that's not okay and your your understanding of that is not okay either because you don't understand why it's not okay um today I, I listen to a lot of interviews because I can't really listen to stream music at work so I was listening to a couple interviews featuring Blake Lively on YouTube and I think she's a really great conversationalist in interviews she's practiced and she's well-spoken and she's good she's just good at talking to people so the interviews are really engaging and really a really good way for me to find out about some of my movies that I like that she's been in like Age of Adelaide I I saw that at like my local dining movies and it was worth every penny I watched it on Hulu and I really like the movie and I'm a Gossip Girl fan so the interviews you know are about things that I've saw but I've seen of hers like you know Gossip Girl and Age of Adelaide and then she's talking about her new movie All I See Is You which the previews look interesting but I'm not really a thriller type of movie person so I don't know how to see that but anyway so in one of her interviews someone asked her about a photo she posted on Instagram where she captioned it um LA face with the Oakland booty and there was a little bit of outrage from some people online you know I think I think as a whole society, like some of the people who are outraged by like every little post online need to just kind of pick and choose what offends you because offense is so common. It's like, like, why are you so offended by that? Like, it's not that serious. But anyway, a lot of people were, were offended by that. And so she was in an in a, uh, interview with the African-American reporter and he was like, like, let's talk about that. She's like, well, what do we want to talk about? And she said, you know, I did not post that to offend anyone. And I hope that it I'm sorry that it did offend people. She said, but I posted it because I want women to celebrate their curves and I don't normally have curves like that. And I was just appreciating the state that my body was in. And I kind of thought about that one. I was like, you know, that one, that apology doesn't, I don't know. It didn't bother me as much because she didn't say anything like racially tanned. She didn't say anything that was like skin cutting deep. She didn't take someone's naked selfie uh, but she just owned what she said and gave an explanation behind why she said it. 
and just she said, you know, I didn't post it to to upset people. And while it wasn't like the most sincere apology because she didn't really admit wrongdoing, um, I, I I could take that. Like if someone was like, oh, you know, um, this is the explanation behind why I did what I did. I apologize if you were offended. I could take that. So the reason why I want to talk about a genuine apology is because I was actually writing a LinkedIn blog post about a genuine apology because so often companies and individuals don't really own their mistakes online the way that Dove did uh, maybe last week or two weeks ago where they just kind of took full ownership of this this photograph that was posted on their Facebook page and it was horribly photoshopped like they photoshopped the African-American woman taking off her shirt and, and in the way that it was photoshopped looked like she was turning into a white woman with a white shirt with red hair so it just looked kind of weird and um I wasn't offended by it but I was like okay I if I look at this the way that it's edited I think that you're trying to tell me this black woman is turning into a white woman and you know white it's you know it's her shirt is white and she's going from a brown shirt and brown skin to a white woman and, and a white shirt so I, I got where they were where it could be irksome to some people but I just looked at it and I thought oh they did they just edited this really poorly that was my first immediate thought but of course, when you put something like that out there, you have some people who are immediately like, this is, they were like throwing out ads from 30 years ago saying like, this is the reference point. And they're like, Dove does this stuff often. I'm a fan of the Dove brand and I've never really seen anything like that come out of it. So I wasn't, I don't know. I just didn't feel that. Like I didn't look at this and feel that way. I just thought, oh, whoever posted that just didn't edit it well. It just wasn't good because they have a commercial spot featuring the people from the um, picture and the commercial was just like, if you think about the mu- the music video, black or white, where there's the morphing at the end and everybody morphs from like black to white, to Asian, to models, to people with dreads, to people that are larger, to people who are smaller, people with curly hair and they're all different colors. It was something like that happening, but they were like taking their shirts off. So I don't really know why they're, they're like taking their, pulling her shirts off and that was kind of the morph instead of the head turning like in black or white so picture that but I just didn't look at it and think ah this bugs me um but Dove totally owned the whole thing and they said that you know that how the image was edited could have been poorly received and they genuinely apologized and I I was writing this post about it and I've I've I found something from psychology today that really tells you five key things that make an apology a genuine apology. So I want to talk about those. All right. The first one um, under key things that make an apology an effective apology is a clear I'm sorry statement. Um, A very clear like ownership that 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 they're saying outside of everything else around it, they're, they're clearly telling you, I apologize. I'm sorry for X, Y, Z thing. The second one is an expression of regret for what happened when they clearly say like, we made a mistake. Uh, here's what we're going to do to fix it. And I'm sorry about that mistake. The fourth one is an empathy statement, acknowledging the full impact of our actions on the other person. And I, I've genuinely thought like the message they put out there did this because 
that's the hardest part of an apology, in my opinion, having that empathy statement on the impact of your actions on the other people. Because just because Dove didn't see it as offensive and the person who edited it didn't see it as offensive doesn't mean that thousands of other people weren't outraged by what it looked like and weren't weren't tinged or weren't bothered it didn't get under their skin so just because I didn't see it as offensive doesn't mean my five other friends didn't look at it and say "Ooh, that that makes me feel unsettled so having that empathy statement just saying I know that what I did could make you feel this way and I apologize for it and I regret what I did and the last one is a request for forgiveness. Just this, just an admission of guilt or admission of wrongdoing and then asking like, hey, can you forgive me for this uh, is is so rare. I mean, I I had like the worst apology ever. Um, was it earlier this year or late last year? It was a little bit earlier this year where uh, a friend had like, she just kept canceling on me. And I brought it to her attention. I was like, you know, every time we try to get something together or, you know, I try to ask you to do something, it's like always a cancel, always backed out. And her answer to that was, I'm sorry you feel that way. And I think an apology can tell you a lot about your value to the other person because you've you've clearly underestimated, underestimated my value. Like I'm not valuable to you if that's how you apologize to me in a text message with no genuine empathy for how I feel like she didn't care. And for me, it was a good signal. Like, okay, this, this, this season of friendship with this person is dying. It's dead because I would never apologize in that way to anyone. If someone called me out on my behavior, like if someone calls me out and say, Hey, you've been flaking on me lately. I would really want to look at what I did to see have I been doing it if I genuinely cared about that person but if I didn't I'd probably have that same approach to an apology like sorry you feel that way whatever so anyway uh I I just wanted to kind of share that like if you ever have to apologize to someone and I know mistakes happen often I just had to apologize for one that I made at work where I almost sent an email to a group of people twice. And when I say group of people, I mean like 900,000 people, not like 50 people. And these 900,000 people could have taken actions like unsubscribing, reporting us uh, as abuse, because you can report stuff like that for as abuse, like you've emailed stuff twice. This could be considered spam. So I was opening us up to all things like that. But fortunately, other people on our team caught the mistake. So we were able to, um, I was able to correct it and pivot. And we're going to put some new things in place, new checks and balances in order to prevent it from happening in the future. So sometimes mistakes can help you learn something. I mean, I want them, I don't want to repeat the same mistakes twice and I want to look at what I've done and evaluate it and say, okay, here's how I can do things better the next time. So that's what that situation forced me to do. But it also forced me to apologize and say, I'm sorry, I messed up. Let me correct it and make this right. And just owning it. Because sometimes when you mess up at work, people don't forget it for a while. But just acknowledging like, yeah, I did mess up, but I'm not going to do it again. That's kind of my response to it now. Because 
um you always have that one person who always wants to bring up like remember when you did xyz and you messed that up like I have someone on our team now who does that like remember when you did xyz and you messed this and that up and it's like I do remember it I own it and I'm not gonna do it again and I haven't done it again so just letting them know like I I'm totally sorry uh but it's not gonna happen again I'm gonna pivot and I'm gonna do better next time so uh yeah so that kind of covers everything I want to talk about today. I really appreciate my loyal listeners um, so far. And if you want to keep in touch with me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the great Dana J and on Facebook. It's great Dana J. And I can't wait to get back with you guys next week uh, with my next podcast. So thank you for listening. And I hope you guys learned something about the art of a, a sincere, genuine, effective apology today. So next time you make an apology statement, you can make it one that that builds your relationship instead of one that destroys it. Thanks for listening. Bye.